everybody. Welcome back to the Brandon Joe podcast. Our guest today is Manny Elkis. He graduated from Hofstra University with a master's degree in IO psychology and currently works at the New York City of Economic Development Corporation as a human resources coordinator. Welcome, Manny. Hello, boys. Thank you guys for having me. Appreciate it. For those who don't know, Manny was my mentor during, I guess, my first year, your second year. Right. Um, I'm actually very happy that we've been able to have you on. <laughs> it's about time, Manny. It's about time. I appreciate time. it, guys. It's always been a pleasure talking to you too. Because it's like it's like having like a very good friend on, but like we actually you've actually been like you have a job now, and it's like we get to talk about like professional stuff. But no. it's like talking to a buddy, which is great. <laughs> uh, I love it. No, it's so awesome. I mean, I've seen a bunch of your podcasts and stuff, and you guys are so professional. You guys are like killing it and i really you know appreciated you guys asking me to come on so and i'm always happy to help you guys you guys are the best we, we, we try our best <laughs> feelings mutual for sure feelings mutual for sure do you, you think we've, we've gotten more professional over uh, our past podcast i feel like we've gotten a bit <laughs> i feel like we've gotten a bit better like we i feel like we start to get the hang of it a bit more i still remember um, when you guys were talking about this podcast when we were still in grad school together you guys were like we have this idea and then like ever since your first episode, you guys have just been killing it. Like I've, I've listened to like the most recent podcast. I remember listening to the first one and I was like, this is great. It's like an awesome start. And now you guys are just like, you guys are too good for us now. I don't know what it is. <laughs> you guys are killing Never. it. I love it. Never. Yeah, not true. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> but as we brought up, um, you've graduated and now you have a great job. How is, how are the, I feel like actually we've never asked this question to anyone. How are like the feelings post-grad regardless of like job, just like actually graduating, like what's going through your head? I miss the people. I really miss like having like a set schedule, like, you know, knowing that I'm going to be at this place at this exact time with like, you know, I guess my comrades in arms were just kind of like in the same boat. So I kind of miss having that. But guys, it's awesome. Like, I mean, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> like I love everybody. I miss the professors, but you know, not ha- coming at five o'clock at ho- you know after work and just being like, I don't have an essay due. That's awesome, you know. So I I do miss the environment, but I'm ve- it's just a very different world too. It's like, damn, like I'm working now. Like I I I finally hit that mark where I'm just like, oh, I'm just like straight up nine to five, you know doing my thing and it's it's been great i'm i really do like it it's it's a nice change of pace does that was that transition something that felt kind of seamless for you too once you graduated and then entering that nine to five working world i i would say for the most part yeah i i think when i grad for by the time i graduated and then had my full-time job starting my full-time job it was like definitely smoother than I thought it was going to be because I was still in my internship uh, while that I was still working at while I was in Hofstra for like a month. And then when I, you know, got accepted and I got hired and it was like a, you know, a week or two later I started. uh, It wasn't like very sudden. It was like, Oh, this is a good, like amount of time post-grad that I was like prepared for, I guess. So it, it wasn't, it wasn't bad for me at least, but you know, just very seamless, I guess. How was that like process of applying? Was it um, tedious or was it, cause I can imagine 
like I know a lot of post grads have to like go through like, all right, now it's time, like application after application. If anyone says that the application process was fun, I would like to have a conversation with them because I would love to know what I did wrong because the application process sucks. <laughs> and I like, I'm just being honest. I mean, I, I think it's, it's good to apply early. I mean, I, I applied since uh, like February while I was still at Hofstra. So I was still in my internship, but I was applying. Um, and it it was a lot man like it was it was just a lot of applying and a lot of rejections because i didn't have the uh previous experience of what i'm working as now so i'm an hr coordinator now and i had no hr experience and it was just app applying applying every single week and it was just you know a lot and it can take a toll but as long as you don't take it personally and you just keep on doing it, because there's going to be that one. But yeah, it's it's a lot. <laughs> it's like it's it's it it, it can definitely take its toll. But you know, you just got to keep on going, and so not fun. <laughs> you know, uh, Joe and I do appreciate you like talking about this like from a reality standpoint, not glorifying it, because I think viewers will hear that and kind of think, okay, like, what can I do to prepare myself for this? So I want to ask you as someone who's talking about how long you went through this process and what it was like for you. Mm -hmm. um, what were some like maybe key things you learned along that application process that students now could hear that could help them when they're going to start applying? I fluffed up my resume about 500 times. I, I need to like, regardless of your previous work experience, there's always some way to translate that into the role that you want like you want to transfer your abilities like in at a hofstra they had, in the io program they would always say there is um a way to i guess transfer your abilities from one job to the other they always say this so just finding the right words to actually put that down on your resume is so key like in the beginning i would like write something very plainly like oh you know i was a waiter in this job or i was doing this in this job i was a research assistant here and then like my supervisor and a lot of people around you like you know also talk to as many people as you can like they will help you out tremendously because you get insight from very different people and see like what works best for you but just being able to like get all the language that you can like get the, get the most out of what your job is so that when like you're applying, people are like, wow, this is a very fluffed up version. Like you must've done a lot. And it's like, yeah, I definitely wrote a lot more, you know, parts about my research job than I should have, but it, it was, it worked. It like worked. It's just, you got to find the language for it. And so that was like the main thing that I had to work on. It's like a, it's like a skill you have to learn like mm -hmm. tailoring your experiences to the job you want. Like, as you said, think, um, yeah. yep. would you change it depending on the type of role that you would apply for? Or did you generally keep it the same and then kind of like uh, change mm -hmm. it as you went, but like not dependent on the role, just, you know, like, Oh, maybe I'll change it right now. I, it, yeah, I guess it really did depend on what I was doing at the time. Cause as my role, as I was in my internship, my role kept increasing throughout the months. Like I, I started taking on more than what I originally signed up for. And so in my scenario, I was 
you know, obviously fluffing up like my original like jobs, like, oh, I'm able to do this, this and this um, in regards to this application or how do I apply it to like the current job? And then as I started taking on more, it was very easy to just like keep on adding stuff for them to be like, all right, this is like, you know, he's, he's clearly an important role and he, he can definitely transfer this to HR. So obviously there's certain tasks that had nothing to do with HR, but, you know, in terms of dealing with people and just like, I guess like one specific thing that I did transfer over and like fluffed up was um, be, being around people. Like I was a research analyst, but like I had to work with a team and in HR, you have to work with everybody. And so I tailored that language over to like how me working on a team would uh, benefit like me being in HR, just like me being able to, you know, I guess, tailor those specific words. And then there's other tasks that had nothing, you know, it was just, I, you know, looked up this company for my CEO and it was good, but I didn't have to really do that for HR now, but I was like, Oh, I guess this is like an added thing that, you know, I could put on my resume, but um, yeah, I'd say it depends on the task. Like if the task you can relate it easily to um, HR, I would, I would tailor it. That's how I would do it. So. Did you have more of like a general template that you created and then you built off of it for each resume? Or did you kind of start not necessarily from scratch every time to kind of make sure that it was tailored? Like when you say you fluffed things up, was it based off of that like original template that you had and you just built off of it for each resume or for each application you did? I, yeah, I would say I built off. I didn't like, cause I would see many different resumes from different people that worked for them. And some of them, I, I, there were so many times where I was like, I'm going to change up my resume to look exactly like this person. And then I was like, no, I think I should just do it for myself. Like, because there's different, like, oh, there, this font looks better or this, the, the, the way the margins look, it, it's fantastic. I should include this. I should include that. It, it's different for everybody. Like some people, it might look better for certain companies and then others, they might like my way, like my original way. So like, I think it's, it should also be tailored to how you are as a person. Um, for me, I think I, I just did my original template and I just kept like editing it as I went along. Um, like for my God, when I first made my resume in high school till now, I probably have had the same template I've had since day one, but I just kept like reworking it like crazy talking to so many different supervisors. Like I remember in college, I was like, Oh, this is the best resume ever. You can't beat this. And then I went to grad school and they were like, this is the worst thing I've seen ever. And I was like, <laughs> Oh, thank you guys. They're like, just take everything out and rework it. I'm like, awesome. But the, but the format stayed the same. <laughs> That's funny. I think so, my format's you, yeah. the same too. Mine um, too. Oh, yeah. But you're right. It's, it's, uh, Dependent on like what roles and companies you work for. Like I know if you're working for more of like a tech, maybe like hard skill role, like you want to be able to put in like the languages, you know, and those like technical skills that you can do on the job. Uh, but maybe you're doing like something that's not like that. You don't have to have like a row of technical skills. Instead, you want like a leadership experience section. Exactly. Yeah. To, so it's, I definitely agree. It depends on like what you do. Um, out of curiosity, what about cover letters? Did you have to submit a lot of cover letters? Because I know with every role is basically a resume, but I feel like when I look, it's like sometimes cover letters, sometimes not. And then there's like a whole nother conversation that we have upon that. 
how candid can I be in this situation? <laughs> That's up to you for the Brandon Joe podcast. Real I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys. I love that. Uh, I would say I remember. Okay. This is personally mine. And I think people should do their cover letters. Absolutely. Yeah. I did one cover letter and I never looked back. I improved on it once. Someone said it looked great. Haven't touched it again. I would rework it, obviously, for the company, but it was basically the same. Now, my advice to people, always, you know, always look look at your cover letter. Make sure that it's all right. Yeah, me? No. I just did it once, and I was like, okay. Because if they don't require a cover letter, all right, no problem. If they do require a cover letter, I have something, you know, I'm like, okay, I can tailor it. It's like, fine. But, yeah, didn't really... Maybe I should have worked better on that, <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, for me, I just had the one cover letter and would just like, you know, switch it up to the organization. It was basically the same. I would not change much about it, but I would say if you do want to work on your cover letter, yeah, you probably should. Don't take my advice on that <laughs> or don't follow in my footsteps rather. Yeah. I, I think that you're giving a lot of great advice because this is something that I think students need to hear just what this experience is like and what they should be doing. I want to kind of trans transition that into how you're working in HR now and kind of talk about what that transition from like graduate school learning to application of that learning to your work in HR. So what you're doing now, did you kind of see an easy transition into the actual material you learned in class? Or is it kind of like you're still kind of on the role or learning in the role and figuring it out as you go? I, I'd say there's like different percentages at different times, I guess. There's certain things where I'm like, oh my God, I learned this in IO. I could definitely like use this for, you know, this role that I'm doing, this task. And then there's certain times where I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm going to talk to my supervisor and I will see if I can clarify that. But <laughs> I, I think it just depends. And oh, that's like the IOS like motto, isn't it? It, uh, it depends. Oh my God. Every time, every, every theory out there, it depends. It depends. Oh, it's, it's, that is something that I take to heart every day. It, it really, it really does though. Like there's certain tasks where I'm like, when dealing with people, that's what I liked about IO a lot too. It's like, you know, making sure that the organization and the people go hand in hand. And if the people aren't happy, then the organization isn't happy and vice versa. So being able to talk to so many people in so many different departments. So obviously, uh, like I said before, I'm an HR coordinator. So I talk to many different people in many different departments and being able to like hear what they need, make sure that their documents are in order, blah, blah, blah. Like all of that you're dealing with people and IO is very people heavy as well. Like making sure that they're okay. So the organization can flourish. So I guess developing like people skills, like talking to them, like IO helped a lot on that. Like just being able to be personable with people because a lot of times HR, it's very difficult for people to like talk to like, you know, there's, there's like, can you please help? And it's just like a computer. Like you don't know who they are. Whereas like we're all in the office, they, they can come up to us. And it was, it was just very easy for me to just, be personable and I want to be able to like reach out to people. And then, so like IO like helped out in that aspect. And then there's very like, um, practical, I guess, tasks where it's just very like, do you know how to sign like this document? And I'm like, no, (laughs) can you like, can you tell me like, I, I, IO told me how to talk to you. 
like, you know, let's, let's communicate with each other. Huh? Like, I don't know how to, you know, so I would like learn as I go, like, even now I'm in, I'm four months in now. And they were like, yeah, by six months, you'll get the hang of it. I'm, yo, I'm, I'm like, man, there's times where I'm like, this is awesome. i I've perfected it. And then my supervisor's like, do you know how to do this? And I'm like, who are you? I don't know who you like. What are you talking about? I don't know. What this is. <laughs> like, it's just, it's, it's like, are you like, you're speaking gibberish to me right now. So it's, it's both IO has helped me a lot in terms of like what to do in certain situations. And then there's also like, I'm learning as I go along. Cause there's moments where I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm going to talk to everybody until I get an answer. Like, you know, so it's, it's, it really depends. It's, it's different percentages, different day. That resourcefulness is important though. Like being able to talk to your supervisors or talk to oh, the people yeah. around you to yeah. figure out what you got to do. Like that's, that's super important to know how to do. And I think the fact that you're using that skill now, it's going to help you out in the long run for sure. 100%. Communication is super important because if you don't talk to one person and they're in the, you know, dark about things, then it's going to be mayhem. And so IO taught me always communicate as much as you can. <laughs> Well, you're not alone either. I know tons of people that like when they begin the job, it's like, it can be very overwhelming. Oh, like, I think God. a lot of people are just like, they expect a lot of me and I have a lot to learn, but you, like everyone, you want to do a good job right away. And you're like, all right, I'll get the hang of this in like a week, maybe two weeks. And oh, then you're dude. like a couple months in, you're like, oh, this is, <laughs> I this literally, is I, oh my God. It's just so jarring, man, because you think. When you start your job, you're like, I'm trying to, I'm going to make sure I do everything like a hundred percent day one, I'm going to kill it. And then by week two, you're like, how do I log into my computer? I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> so it's just, you got to give yourself credit that, Hey, I got hired for a reason. And there's going to be a lag period where I don't know what I'm doing. And so with new tasks coming up, you're going to be like knowing what you're doing as time goes on and you've got to have a good group of people your team your supervisor to just guide you they have to also understand you're new to this you just you're you're in the working world like you're gonna you're gonna make mistakes and you're gonna like figure it out with us it's not like you're i, I expected you to like know everything and beyond that day one and you're in a new company just give yourself like some credit you know it's you'll be okay if i'm okay you'll be okay <laughs> I, I think that that's a good point because I think a lot of companies probably just have that mentality in general when they're bringing on new hires and to be in the position that you're in now when you're coming from graduate school, they probably even have more leniency there. But I also wanted to, before we get to our last question, just for you to kind of talk a little bit about the type of work you're doing in HR. Um, as somebody who has just recently graduated, I think it'd be really interesting for students to hear the type of work you get to do right out of grad school, because it's obviously like hands-on, you're in person. So like, what are you doing every day in HR? Yeah, no, I, I remember the first day I walked in and they're like, welcome aboard. You're going to be doing this. And I'm like, sounds simple enough. And then by week two, it's like, here's 500 more things you're going to be doing. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to cry now. But now that I'm four <laughs> months in, it's great. I'm really enjoying my job and there's so much to do, I guess. And it really, I guess it also depends on the company too. So like for this company, I work with so many different members of my team. So I work with 
not only my human resources uh, business partners, um, I work with talent acquisition, learning and development, um, payroll. Oh my God, payroll is so fun. Uh, <laughs> just, it's, it's just, I have my hand in different like areas of like the, the company, I guess, where they always need me to help out in some way, shape or form. They're like, oh, we need you to do this. We need you to do that. So I guess I, I have like a two week schedule where in these two weeks, I have certain tasks that need to be completed. And then after the second week, I start anew. So specifically, uh, I help with the onboarding process. I help, you know, get to know a lot of the new hires. I tell them about the company um, and I help with documentation, like I-9 documents, making sure that they're, you know, in order. Um, and then I would set them up with payroll, making sure that they get paid by this day and like setting up their accounts. And um, then I set up orientation, which is another onboarding process where I talk to them more about EDC as a whole. Um, it's, you know, it's just a lot of different areas of HR where I'm like being called upon to do something. And I'm always answering emails. If they need help with account information, they always come to me. Um, people come up to me in person because it's easier than like talking on teams, which I'm fine with. I just, I, I enjoy being able to like, I guess, help them as fast as I can. And with the same quality, you know, because a lot of people, they look at HR and they're scared and they're like, I don't know, like what they're going to answer me. It like takes forever. I'm not like, I usually try to like be on top of it. Um, um, and I would say, you know, the onboarding process is probably my favorite thing to do. It's, it's just, you get to meet like literally everybody in different departments and four months in now we've had like new hires every single week. And I've been like meeting them all the time and, you know, getting to have a, like, you know, a per, you know, a personal, like, I guess, relationship in terms of, you know, oh, I know who Manny is, not just a name to a computer. You know, it's like, oh, I know who Manny is. Like, I go up in person, like I can ask him questions. And that's what I like about that, because I try to, like, you know, be as personable and helpful as much as I can. So onboarding, I would say, is the most that I do as and as well as payroll, like learning and development. They would probably ask for help in terms of, you know, setting up rooms and stuff, making sure that meetings are set up. Um, it's just a lot. And so, and I love each and every part of it, to be honest, which I didn't expect because, you know, a lot of work people are like, oh man, this is a lot, which ca it can be at some points, you know, work is work at the end of the day, but I'm enjoying it. It's just, it's just, I think getting to be with the people is a huge part of my job. And so I love it. And yeah. I hope that answered your question. I don't know if I did. <laughs> Definitely did. If there's one person that I think that would be great at that job, it, it's you. I think you were like the first person that came up to us um, when we joined the program, like our onboarding, <laughs> specifically Yo, as my a, mentor. You're going to bring a tear to my job. You're going to bring a tear to my eye, Joe. I don't know, man. What the hell? No, I'm like a proud son. <laughs> <laughs> like looking at you graduated, it's like a like light at the end of the tunnel, but at the end of the tunnel, it's just like you. <laughs> I have my open arms ready to bring you guys into the working world. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it sounds like the best thing and the worst thing are kind of the same thing for your job in terms of like you do so many different things, which can be so hectic and challenging. But at the same time, oh, yeah. like I'm guessing you're never bored. Uh, you get to like peep into different sort of teams and like projects. 
which oh, can absolutely. be interesting and scary. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. It's, it, I love it, but there are days where I'm like, man, there is a lot to do. Like, it's not, you know, every day I'm like, oh, I'm just sitting in my office e- eating ice cream and looking at the stars and, or sunshine and being like, oh my God, what a, what a glorious day this is. No, it's, it can be a lot. Like there's times where I'm like, oh my God, there's so much paperwork to do, but you're, it always keeps you busy and five o'clock hits before you know it. (laughs) But it is, it's just, I think you have to have the right team too. Like, you know, I've had it in the past where like, it was very difficult. Like, like, especially like, like for instance, my first ever job waiting, you know, I loved some of the team members, but other other people were just, it was difficult to work with where I think in this job, I don't think I've had one person where I was like, this is going to be difficult. Everyone's just, it just really depends on the team that you have. And so far it's been phenomenal. Like you need to have a good environment to work in because, you know, a toxic environment, shockingly enough, it's not great. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, no, I'd say, I'd say the team makes it worthwhile too. Like I, I love everybody on my team. And so despite like the hectic work days, you also have people that are willing to, can I help you with anything? And you have, you have people that can lift you up. So yeah, best and worst thing is a good way of putting it. So I, I agree. That's awesome that you have like a team that you feel so comfortable around so quick. Yeah. And I guess that's also a testament to you and your ability to connect with people, not just the people around you, but who you are and how you can kind of grow those relationships. Joe and I, as we were saying earlier, like we've known you for a long time and we know that's a strength of yours. Are you guys saying this only on the podcast, man? Like, I feel like outside the podcast, you're like, you suck, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you caught us. I appreciate just, uh, it. Those are very ki- <laughs> you're very kind, you two. You really are. I, You guys are definitely two of my favorite people. You guys, like, I remember when I first met you guys, you guys. And like, look how far you guys have come. You're killing it. That's like awesome. We we appreciate it, and like you said, you'll be meeting us in the in the working world with open arms. Of course, soon. I'm there. I'm literally <laughs> my arms open for you guys. <laughs> so we want to ask you though, what kind of advice do you have for students or prospective IO students who are looking to enter the work world? Uh, what kind of advice would you have for them? Apply to everything and anything. Obviously, there's going to be roles where it's like executive, senior, senior president. Obviously, you know that might be a little bit top, but if they ever say two years of work experience and you see that a lot of the things they're asking for you have, it might just be the work experience. I had zero work. Ex- well, I had like research, but like HR zero, absolutely nothing. And I know sometimes like people, they, they go entry level and it's like not entry level. So it might be difficult. You're going to have to weed your way around that. Don't stop applying, apply to anything and everything that you think if it fits you do it. Because despite the two-year, three-year work uh, limit that they need, you're, like, fine. It, it literally, like, helps. Especially, like, becoming out of grad school. Like, as long as they see that, like, you, you're able to transfer abilities from grad school, too. They're, like, when it, if it's the right company for you, too. Like, you know, it always, it, it again, it depends. The, the golden rule of, of IO. It depends. So, but, but I, my main thing is do not stop applying and apply to everything. I, I applied to almost anything and everything like it, to the point where it was, I, I, I remember I celebrated when I hit my a hundredth application and I was like, 
hell yeah. All right, 100 applications in. I literally am going to cry in my room right now because I found nothing. But <laughs> here I am, you know? It just, it will work out, especially, like, if it takes a long time. It'll work out. You'll find your one. Um, and yeah, don't be intimidated by two or three years of work experience. Like, you are you just got to try because there's going to be someone there that really likes you and is like, okay, this guy, this person's a good fit. They, this, this, they know what they're doing, despite you know zero work experience. Like again, I had zero. Um, another piece of advice: do not lose contact with your Hofstra people, literally, or IO in general. Anybody in IO, just do not lose contact. Because I went into my job, and I found out two members of my team they graduated for the IO. I had no idea. I was like two weeks in and they're like, oh, I, I graduated from IO. And I was like, oh, wow. Like there's a lot that you can relate to with your IO group. So even if you graduate, just, you know, keep in contact with anybody. Go to PSYOP. Go to PSYOP. Go to Metro events. Next year, Houndstooth. Do it. <laughs> like, dude, literally like connections galore. Like you can just talk to anybody and they're like, I did nothing. And now I'm here. Like it's, it's the best. And so apply to everything and anything, keep applying. Don't let that intimidate you take breaks in between. You can take breaks. It's, it can be a lot and do not lose contact with anybody because connections are crazy important, especially with people of the same background. So that's my piece of advice. That's what helped me. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely love that advice. Um, you have to apply. What's the worst that's going to happen? And I know like, especially when you're about to graduate, there's nothing can hurt. Just send in your application, especially what you were saying before about their recommendations. Oh yeah. Um, and like referrals, reach out to people, ask them about like what they do. Uh, mm -hmm. Even if they're not exactly in the team that you want, you could always just be like, can you tell me a little about what you do? Uh, could you maybe like refer me to someone in your company at Ex like oh, this absolutely. specific team? Um, none of that can hurt. It could only help. Uh, so it was, it was, it was really great advice. 100%. And there's been times where I've had to be like, oh, uh, you know, tell me about what you do. And they would tell me something that didn't really line up with what I wanted, but they were always super helpful being like, I have someone on my team that is more into the HR field than I am that could like give you more. And just, just constantly having these connections help out tremendously. And I, I was going to say about the application process, it took me a long time to be like, uh, I don't know, like, should I apply to this? What if they hate me? They don't know who you are. They don't, they don't. They're just like, that's a name. They're going to look at your resume and be like, what did, what did he do? Oh, cool. All right. Uh, maybe I will talk to this person and then go to the next resume. So literally does not hurt to apply. They're not going to be like a manual Brandon Joe. Oh my God. These people are terrible. They're going to be like, who the hell is Brandon and Joe? Like, just do it. Literally hit that apply button and you're fine. Like literally. At this point, a computer is probably going to look at it first. <laughs> yeah, oh, absolutely. Just making sure you, yeah, absolutely. I mean, computers are the future, boys. <laughs> Don't get on the Terminator's bad side on the job application exactly. process. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no. But it really is. Uh, it's perfect advice. Um, I'm glad we had you on at like this midpoint. So hopefully as people can listen to this episode, especially those like students that are about to graduate, gives them that like sliver of hope. Um, everyone goes through the same process. Uh, and you did give oh, absolutely. out some, some and great also, piece I'm of very, advice. Oh, 100%. I'm very open to t talking more about this with anybody. Like if anybody 
you know. Yes, please reach out to Manny. Yeah, please reach out to me. We, we put your so stuff in the description. Open about this, like maybe too open about this, <laughs> but <laughs> it's just you know, I just I remember when I was applying and I really needed to hear a lot of the things that I just said. And sometimes people wouldn't say it. And I, when I got to that point, I was like, I wish somebody kind of told me. Like I was told things, and I it helped. But like there was other things that I'm like, I wish they could have also told me this. And I'm very, you know, happy to reach out and you know, help out anybody that needs any help, I guess. So please feel free. Yeah, all of that is the main reason why Joe and I wanted you here, because we've heard you give this advice. And I personally like got to have you speak to the first years about your experience. And like, that's something that I think a lot of people can find a lot of value in. So not only do Joe and I appreciate you, Manny, as a friend, but we respect (laughs) you as like a colleague as well. And we are proud of all the work you're doing. And the way you carry yourself, you're doing like an amazing job out there. So we, we really wanted to make sure we could highlight that here with you and talk about your experience and talk about that transition. Like, it's really, really awesome to see Manny, like you're making the Hofstra program proud and everybody talks about how much they love you over at Hofstra still. So Jesus. All right. Well, I can't wait when you turn off the cameras and tell me how you really feel, but Jesus, that's like, <laughs> Oh my God. Wow. That's very kind of you guys. I, I have to say, I am 110% glad I went to Hofstra because the people that I met there and just like the experiences that we all have to get, cause we're all in like, despite not having specifics that maybe we want to like reach for or whatever, like, Oh, I want to go to this like job. I wanted this job. We all can help each other. Like, it's just, it was very awesome to meet the people that I met. I love the professors. I love the program. And I do, like we said in the beginning, I do miss it. I do miss it a lot, but I'm glad I don't have to take the papers. So, you know, whatever (laughs) I, and I appreciate you guys for having me on, um, again, kind words from you guys, um, two kind words, because, you know, I, I, I try to improve myself all the time, but you guys are genuinely two of my favorite people. Like I said before, and literally if anyone's like talking about Brandon and Joe, I'm like, they're literally like, they're gonna kill it like i i have no problem post-grad hearing brandon and joe being the biggest podcast ever you know welcome to brandon and joe's <laughs> that's podcast. the goal literally like i'm gonna be like i was in there an original episode i was there so i literally you guys are gonna kill it you guys are two of my favorite people like i said and again i really appreciate you guys having me on like genuinely oh thank you for the kind words man we appreciate that, man. All when we turn off the camera i'm gonna say some other choice words but you know <laughs> but yeah uh, thank you so much manny we of appreciate course, you coming guys. on with us anytime always a pleasure i can't wait to have a reunion special with this podcast <laughs> one day one day one day thanks manny thank right, you guys that was so fun uh i know we just got to see manny at houndstooth our uh, hofstra networking event but it just brings such a light to my day every time we get to talk to him. And I know he was your mentor. So it must have been extra exciting for you, Joe, to get to talk to him too. Yeah, no, I always love talking to Manny. It's just like, I feel like we knew him well at the beginning of the like semester, but actually getting to like learn from him throughout the year and like call himself like one of my like best friends. It's, it's, it's nice to kind of like see that progression. It really, it honestly, it really is. Yeah. Like, and 
we kind of spoke to it on the podcast, but to make friends with people and then to kind of go through this program and then you see them go out into the working world and see what they're going to do. It's really awesome because we can kind of feel it too when, when we're all talking and then we hop in the podcast and the switch kind of flips and then we're like, okay, we're in the working environment now. And it's cool to like be able to see that with the people that we like really care about. And now we know like we're making really strong, like lasting relationships. And that's kind of what these grad programs are all about, you know? No, it's definitely something that you pay for. Like you pay for to meet other like-minded students who want to pursue the same things that you want to do. Um, but as we said during the podcast, we're going to leave Manny's stuff in the description. Please reach out to him. I know he would be more than happy to answer any type of work, school, both, any type of questions. Uh, please reach out. Like we know he'd be more than happy to. Yeah, definitely. Like that's why Joe and I wanted to get him on here because we know that he's the type of person who's been such a resource for us and has been so open about his experiences. So like we had him on to talk about it and he's still like a resource and someone who's available for everyone as well. So thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it and we will catch you guys next week. Yep. Thank you guys.